0: All right. Good evening, and welcome into for the love of fit. As always, I am Danny, and I am Jake. And thank you so much for tuning in to part three of our lifting series tonight. We talk about strong men or strong man, one of the two or both. Strong men can be in strong man, right? Strong. That... Yeah. Strongman.
1: I think it's all one word. Stromen.
0: Oh, stroman. stroman Stroman. Isn't that type of pasta? Stroman. That's uh. That's Stromanov. Strom- yeah. Oh, there and that's, we go.
1: And that's Russian. We don't like them right now.
0: <laughs> hey, where are you rushing to? <laughs> Ba-dum. Oh, <shit>. All right. <laughs> oh man. Uh, all right. So uh, tonight we do have a very special guest, ladies and gentlemen. Tonight on the show we have my
1: brother, David Kennedy, who I met way back when when we were eighteen years old and full of piss and vinegar H- yep. hooray sure. <laughs> and the united states marine corps third battalion seventh marines huge penises we got it <laughs> hey, <yes. laughs> yeah. Yeah, for sure. but, but uh david is uh he is a practitioner of the strongman art and yeah. honestly uh because I know that we can have good, decent conversations, you're the only person I want to talk to you that does it. So <laughs> I'm, glad got you. I'm glad we got you on the show. Well, before thank we, you
2: uh, for inviting me. I greatly appreciate it.
1: Yeah, no problem, brother. But before we uh, get the show kicked off and rock and rolling, we are going to do a couple shout-outs here. I'll get that going with Gorilla Gaines. That's gorilla Gains with a Z. Com. They are a fitness apparel company that you can comfortably wear in and out of the gym. And they also make great fitness equipment that helps keep you safe while you train. Use the discount code JAKE15 to save you 15% on your entire order. My next shout out of the evening will be to Royalty Nutrition. That's RoyaltyNutrition.com. They are a veteran owned and operated supplement company owned and operated by David Shalito, there, Dave that doesn't automatically go to use the cheapest ingredients while they're making their formulas for their supplements, check them out and use the discount code 37HAKE to save you 15% on your entire order. My last shout out of the evening will be to the FitOps Foundation, that's fitops.org. They are a not-for-profit organization that helps veterans rediscover their purpose after their active service to the country. They It helps you get a step up in the fitness industry, but if that doesn't end up working out, you learn great skills to help you cope with living as a veteran in the civilian world. That's actually how
0: Danny and I met. With that, we're
1: just going to let Danny do his damn thing.
0: Hey. Actually, side note, David, are you going to go through fit ops when you get out? Is that that part of your plan? You know, I've, I've never actually
2: thought about that, uh, to be completely honest. But honestly, I mean, like... Why not?
0: Yeah, no, honestly, like, take it from me, someone who's been through... Four years of at a pretty solid a school with a pretty solid um, health and fitness field, and someone who has been through FitOps like FitOps far and away, blows out any education you can you can learn, and you do it in three weeks. Like I learned shit there that I've never learned anywhere else in any kind of classroom. So I I would okay. definitely recommend it. And I know Jake would.
1: Yeah. Uh, no, absolutely. Yeah. I'm still in contact with people in the
0: organization oh, yeah. daily. Yep. I love them. It, it, is, it is solid, but anyways, a side note. Okay, well, for any and all, well, actually, I can't even say that anymore, for some of your health and fitness needs, go ahead and reach out to Blake's Health and Fitness, that is Blake's blakeshealthandfitness.com. Um, feel free to snag some merchandise on there, use the promo code for the love of fit, to save you some dough, and I am currently taking online clients only due to a uh, recent jo- or a uh, job change coming up pretty soon. Schedules are going to be very unpredictable, so better safe than sorry. Online clients only go ahead and do the health and fitness, I'm sorry, the health and lifestyle questionnaire at the top, bottom of the homepage, and I will get back to you soon, and we'll see if we can make something work. But, until then, until then, that's not a good spinoff, but, <laughs> I threw off my groove. Alright, all right. so now jumping into the episode today, today we're talking all about Strongman. And let's get into it.
1: So, Big Dave, my boy, um, I noticed as I was in the process of you know getting my life together and really getting into bodybuilding, I saw that you had uh, took a, a, a liking to doing strange, strange lifts that involved complex scripts and weird apparatuses that I didn't understand. <laughs> um, what was first off? What is strongman?
2: Could you... Uh, I don't know if there's like an official definition for strongman, but I guess if I was to sum it up into a quick couple lines, it'd be uh, functional strength for any situation that you could ever possibly find yourself in. Okay. Like, period. Whether that means, you know... You find yourself in a situation where you're driving down a back road and you need to pick up a tree because it's falling across the road. Uh, uh, there's a giant rock and you just feel like picking it up and throwing it. Yeah, uh, <laughs> need to. I don't know. Um, pick up the world's heaviest suitcase and run with it. <laughs> I mean, it's there's no there's no like strongman's one of those kind of sports where. Uh, There's so many different types of events um, and there's no particular way to train for it. So it's all about being as strong as you possibly can without being, you know, a specialist in any particular, you know, line of lifting. Uh, There's a, there's a, there's a, an Instagram uh, post that I read the other day, uh, and it was like, you know, four slides long, but to sum it up, it was, you know, powerlifters spend their entire year honing in this extreme precision and strength so that when it comes time to get on the platform, they can, you know, perform to their absolute peak ability for, you know, squat bench dead, nine lifts over the course of one day. Um, and they might do that twice in a year. Whereas strongmen, there's no rhyme or reason to the events that you're doing. And you know you might have six events, there's six comps in a year, and you might only have four weeks head up, heads up. So you have to be as strong as you possibly can be year round at everything. You're never gonna be perfect. You're never gonna be as strong as the power lifter, but you're gonna be way more dynamic. Hmm.
1: So um, before we dig deep into that, what what appealed to you personally?
2: That oh man, yeah. Uh, so I just turned thirty four the other day, uh, and the, and the, the only reason I say that is because it's you know applicable to what I'm going to say. I remember Saturdays, like Saturday Sunday afternoons, sitting on the couch when I was like nine. 10 years old and you put on espn and metrics world's strongest man comes on uh and you know that that particular show would last the course of a couple of days because those those competitions last like two or three sometimes four days but i remember seeing guys like Zadrunas saviscus uh oh man mark felix uh and uh marius pujanowski seeing those guys like on the tv and they're just monstrous people and they're you know flipping cars uh the uh you know silver dollar deadlift just wild stuff like why on earth would i want to carry you know a 300 pound sandbag through a wave pool at you know random amusement park x well it's because of what that's what the event was uh, I remember watching this and just thinking, you know, those dudes are badass. Those dudes are freaking monsters. Um and that's where my love for strongman really started uh back when I was 10 years old sitting on my couch crushing, you know, a bag of Doritos. <laughs> <laughs> and then you know, fast forward to when I joined the army, uh and I had, you know, I, I ran into a couple people and I found a gym that actually had Strongman equipment. So, you know, from 10 years old, let's fast forward to like 28 and I find a gym and I start messing with it. And I realize exactly how much fun it is. That's what I love about Strongman. It's fun. And so that's that's really how I got into it. And um, just watching these monstrous people on television, you know, 25 years ago. And then being introduced to it and actually being able to play with it, you know, in my my adult life. Uh, Yeah. It's a brutal sport, man. It is punishing. It is so punishing. But it's fun. There's, there's, There's nothing more fun, I think, than, you know, sitting there going like, can I pick up this 300 pound rock? Like I have no idea. Let's go. Let's try. <laughs> you know, can I pick up a three hundred pound rock? I've got a, I've got like almost a five hundred pound deadlift, and then you go grab this three hundred pound rock, and you're like, nope, this is not a deadlift. <laughs> you know, it's just stuff like that. It's a it's a super challenging sport. It's a lot of fun.
0: Okay. So, just to break in, uh, like get into some of the context of it like uh, first, first off, have you ever been to like a competition for it?
2: So I have done uh, three competitions in North Carolina. I did Norse fitnesses very first, Norse Highlander. Uh, and then there's a gym uh, in Fayetteville called Rhinos. Uh, and every year they host an event called Rhino Which is their Strongman competition Now And then this year I will be doing uh, What's called the Holiday Highlander Which is a a charity show uh, In December Um, So all of these shows are local shows um, But The way Strongman works is you've got two federations You've got Strongman Incorporated Which is the international syndicate And then you have USS uh, United States Strongman and uh, they're separate from Strongman Incorporated because they're only you know the United States but all of these competitions depending no matter what you do they all feed into the points system uh, for the national and international level shows so I've competed in three local shows Uh, hopefully before the years out I'll have competed
0: in four or five of them so can you kind of give us some kind of an idea of like uh, like, uh, of like what kind of uh, events and lifts one would be looking at if they were to enter uh, a strongman, um, like go to a strongman meet? Like is it everything, yeah, yeah, yeah. like all of them are different or are they all largely the same? And like what kind of stuff would we be looking at?
2: So every competition is a little bit different. Uh, you've got a couple of staples, right? Almost every strongman competition has a deadlift event, uh, whether, you know, that's standard bar deadlift, axle deadlift, car deadlift, you know, there's, there's a tons of different ways. So every, every, every competition usually has a deadlift event. It usually has an overhead pressing event. It usually has a carrying event, uh, maybe some type of pushing or pulling event. And then almost always, uh, strongman competitions end with a stone event. Almost always, not doesn't have to be the case, but uh, it's 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 like a staple. Like if you ever watch strongman on TV, uh, like this the world's strongest man, they always close out with stones. Uh, That's kind of like the iconic strongman thing between Mm -hmm. that and like carpools and stuff like that uh so yeah you're guaranteed you're you're almost always guaranteed a deadlift an overhead press some type of carry stones um and probably one or two more events uh i think of the competitions i've been to they've been five and six event days and and for the the smaller shows it's it's one day so you're crushing yourself from you know 8.30 in the morning until 6 o'clock at night
0: okay now is it like uh, is it like powerlifting meets in the way that like you go there and you tell them like what weight you're going to try to do or do they just have like different stations for different weight classes or what have you and like that's what you're trying to lift um that
2: is going to be show dependent again okay. uh so like yes they have their weight classes uh and if you have a static weight so let's say um you're doing like for the very first competition i ever did which was the norse highlander one back in like 2018. uh we had a stone to shoulder event so the stones on the ground you've got to lap it and you've got to bring it up to your up to a single shoulder show positive control and then controlled put it down on the ground you had to do this for reps in 90 seconds uh and the weight was by weight class so for me at that point in time i was 175 pounds so i was in the lightweight division um and i think we were shouldering uh 150 pound stone damn uh and it was 150 pounds for reps Uh, Then there is one where I was at Rhino Geddon and you know, it was a deadlift and uh, It was lift until you fail so it started at you know what like let's call it like 315 it started 315 and uh, You stepped in whenever you felt comfortable to step in because they did 40 pound jumps and for that one you just pulled Every time after you stepped in until you couldn't. Uh, and Then this last competition that I did, it was powerlifting style. It was uh, you called your starting weight. You had three attempts, so you called your starting weight. You stepped in, and then it, as soon as you did it, they were still doing jumps because you know it's a it's a big group environment. Uh, excuse me. So you know like let's say I stepped in at 400 and then they were doing 40 pound jumps so I step in at 400 because I know it's a guaranteed lift and then I step in at like 480 because I know it's a guaranteed lift and then I hold off for my third lift until it's like, you know, like maybe 520 or something where uh, when, I, when I'm starting to push those numbers where it's like, oh, gonna see what happens here uh, but you only had three attempts so you pulled what you thought you could pull you just had to wait for your turn which is a really interesting thing for strongman. It's all about you know cycling through the people. It's not like you get your three attempts back to back, or you get you know ten minutes of rest between sets. You might do a lift and then you've got to wait 30-40 minutes because your turn doesn't come up until then. So it's a, it's a lot of planning involved and stuff like that. Because uh, you never know, man. You never know. Like one of my favorite events in all of strongman is a it's not really a strongman event per se, but tire throwing. Like when was the last time you ever thought about strength like strength training for throwing a, a tire that you'd find on a car?
1: Right.
2: You don't. Mm-hmm. You don't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And how
0: like how heavy do those things tires, look get pretty those can
2: uh, definitely so,
0: vary in weight.
2: Yeah. Uh I don't remember how heavy the tire was that I threw in my first competition, um, but it was like a sedan tire versus like in the heavyweights through like a truck tire, like a like a S10 Chevy truck tire. Okay. Uh, so it changes, and it's, it's crazy because at what point in time are you sitting there going like, oh, I need to train for a tire throw. So, uh, I can't remember the last time I ever saw somebody say, yeah, official event for strength competition or throwing a car tire. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that definitely is that's cool that they can have that kind of variation there. Like really kinda like the kind of like Spartan races and things like that. Like they can throw pretty much whatever they want in there as long as it meets those fundamental strength requirements and isn't like a Hardcore safety hat. Well, actually, <laughs> I don't think these uh, guys give no, two shits. About- <laughs> they don't give two shits about safety <laughs> hazards anymore. Let's be let's be realistic here. Yeah, hundred percent. I
2: think one of the one of the more most interesting events that I ever did was uh, we did a pole push. Uh, if you ever look back at like the the '90s, whenever they're the old strongman stuff, they were doing you know tug of war competitions.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. Uh, the pole push. It's literally you've got a four x four and there's two handles on it and you and this guy you're both holding on to this 4x4 four on four your handles on opposite ends and the goal is to push the guy out of the circle. That was an event that I've done. Dang. Like so it's a not only like brute strength but like how can you sit there and you know manipulate this implement to throw the other guy off. Mm-hmm. That was a fun one. That was a that was a
0: blast. That was pretty cool. Okay. It also sounds like there's a decent amount of uh... Uh, timed events, too. Probably you did mention one or two of those.
2: Yeah, um, uh, yeah, you know, that's, yeah, Uh, unless you're doing something where it's, like, go for time and try and get the longest time that you can, like, there's some carry events where it's, like, you know, pick up this thing and go for as long as you can, and distance over time, right? Uh, So, like, two different things, but almost always 90, 90, to 120 seconds so minute and a half to two minutes is generally what you're looking for Mm uh let's that's 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 usually where events kind of cap out because anything after two minutes uh uh that's it's it it becomes I don't know if this is the right way to put it but it becomes unrealistic Mm -hmm. uh for where you start talking about maximum exertion for two minutes with extreme load yeah 90 seconds to two minutes.
0: Okay. Well, that being said, uh, but Jake, unless you had any more questions about competitions, or and David, unless you had anything else you wanted to insert about competitions, I was gonna. I think that that might be a good pivot point into how to train for this kind of stuff. Unless you guys had yeah, anything
1: that's else. Yeah, that's exactly what I was gonna get into. Is because it's you know you don't follow a program, but you follow a program.
0: Yeah.
2: The the one thing I will say I will add on about competitions is. Uh, What what really is awesome about strongman, right? Uh, I've been to powerlifting competitions I am going to be doing a powerlifting competition later this year Uh, The people are different like I've I've worked with a lot of powerlifters, especially in lifting Everybody's super focused like laser point focused um, To the point where people seem like assholes strong man everybody's just this big fat strong guy who's thinking about eating the peanut butter jelly sandwich that's in their lunch kit (laughs) between events and it's the only it's the only sport that i've ever been in where the guys that you are actively competing against are like hey bud are you good do you need anything do you need to borrow my belt you got straps i saw something broke like it's the only sport that i've ever been in where the people you're competing with are actively trying to help you
0: win that's um, pretty rad it is you don't come across that much these days
2: yeah no it's it's, it's really cool the camaraderie for strong men. like I'm friends with people that I met you know uh, what six years ago now like I, I like they come into they come into North Carolina and like yo Dave I'm here in North Carolina for like three days uh, I'm in Fayetteville you want to work out like uh, yeah it's, it's a very
0: very big camaraderie Um, Okay, so, bouncing off of that, um, so, you definitely mentioned, sorry, you definitely mentioned several different, a very vast variety of events, whether pushing, pulling, uh, some things for time, some things for reps. How on God's green earth do you even start training for something like this? Like, first off, do you know... The events that are gonna, like, say, I sign up for an event coming up six months from now, are they gonna tell me what I'm preparing for, or do I just have to do a full body hardcore train and hope for the best? Uh. Or just kind of depend on uh, the race. It, it,
2: it depends. It depends. So, the best answer. It all depends, right? Um. If you've got like an annual competition that you're that you're signing up for. Like they have it every year, then that's one of those things where you can use you can sit there and say, okay, historically speaking, I've looked through the last couple of couple of years that they've done this event. Historically speaking, they've got deadlift, they've got an overhead press, they've got a stone, and they've got a carry. Mm -hmm. Right? You can you can sit there and kind of train your you, you can you can build your program around that. But I mean, I've had I've had competitions where we got the event listing eight weeks out. Mm-hmm. Um, I've had a competition where I was training for an axle deadlift and then uh, two and a half weeks before competition, it was no longer an axle bar deadlift. It was a standard bar deadlift and it we were going for state records. So okay. it's like, well, shit. I mean, I've been, you know, I did a 12 week workup trying to figure out how to, the best way to do axle deads, you know, with, with gear. Cause they were like, yeah, you can wear gear, you can wear a deadlift suit. Uh, you know, you can wear deadlift pants, you know, whatever you want. And then two weeks out from the competition, they're like, "Oh, by the way, it's now a standard bar deadlifts, uh, and you can't wear suits, but you can wear shorts, and you can wear straps, but you can't use this." And you're like, "Well, shit!" <laughs> the last <laughs> la- the last ten weeks of work just kind of went out the window. Mm-hmm. Uh, but generally, I would say you probably won't get your event list until maybe if you're lucky 12 weeks out uh, and which is which is what comes into what I was talking about earlier just being generally strong and athletic year round
1: mm-hmm.
2: um, and that's one of those things that doesn't really compute in people's heads uh, strong and athletic right because uh, most you start talking about strength sports people think powerlifting, or they think like crossfit right they think either you've got these monstrous people who they've got to take a break you know and they're a floor up on the stairs and you know eat a snack before they mm-hmm. conquer the second floor uh which i mean i've definitely been there i have been there like man i i i got there and i was brutally strong but i had no you know Cardio capabilities. Uh, one of the things that people have to think about for strongman is you have to be brutally strong, but you also have to be, you know, cardio capable. One of my mm-hmm. favorite events that I've ever done was a truck pull. Um, so imagine slapping a, you know, an F three fifty, like uh, like attached to a harness on your back. You don't have a pull rope, but you have got to drag this truck. You know, fifty feet, hundred feet five mm-hmm. yards um and when you think about that man i was wearing my heart rate whenever i did that event and it was just like oh dude i definitely almost died because my heart rate got up to like 190 to like dang extreme. that's past uh, your max I mean, it's it's wild how stuff yeah. like that happens um so you have to have this cardio endurance and you have to have this brutal strength so in the realms of training uh for the sake of balance like if I had to say uh, what I would do uh, one of this, one of the guys that I watch on YouTube his name is Brian Alzeru, uh he's a strong man uh, and he laid it out pretty solidly do a squat bench dead overhead program and train it kind of like you would for a power lifter and then your accessories think event focus uh and you never cut your conditioning your conditioning is is like your conditioning one day might be you know 200 pound sandbag carries for 25 feet for six rounds or your condition might be you know go for a mile run uh Mm -hmm. because you have to be dynamic like that you have to build up that cardio that that cardio endurance and that muscular endurance uh The last last program that I ran, uh, I don't know if you ever heard of Westside Tactical? Mm
0: Mm-hmm, heard of it, yeah.
2: Uh, So Westside Tactical is essentially just a Westside Power program with the conditioning and the accessories turned up to 11. Uh, And I I would run something like that uh, consistently all year round. And then once I get a, a competition showing up, is whenever I really start hammering, like I do my my twelve to however long week workup that I would have for strongman. Um, be, now I will say this: I will throw in event days. I will have at least one or two event days a month, and those event days are just fun stuff. You know, your yoke carries, your stones, uh, just truck pulls, stuff like that. That, that usually you'll see. Um, but I would say if you're trying to program for strongman. Uh, the goal is to be as strong as you can year-round as a whole entire unit all the while maintaining cardio capabilities which is blows some people's mind
0: which is definitely uh, tricky to program for because, um, because recovery yeah there's yeah definitely oh gosh yeah definitely that well when we were doing our power lifting episode i was talking to uh evan about uh the programming and uh because it's power lifting and the competitions only require you to get a certain amount of reps uh generally <clears throat> excuse me generally uh during your training you're only caring about a certain amount of reps but because you don't really give to shit about um, muscular endurance. But at the same time, kind of like what you just said, some of these events, muscular endurance is essential because some of these you're doing for, you're not just doing one rep, some of these you're doing for multiple reps, some of these you're doing under time for heavy reps. So yeah. it's just like very, like this would be kind of a fun little experiment to, for, for me because I've never trained anyone for strongman obviously. Just trying to put together a program, trying to shift up the times where you would be going just for those four to six reps, just for to increase your max, just to build muscular strength, versus doing those ten plus reps in order to maintain and build muscular endurance for those longer events. Definitely. Hmm, that's good. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's, just, sure. it's exciting to think about. It's weird to think about. Yeah, yeah. Uh... So I imagine it's like, I imagine it would probably go on a rotation, like I would think, like <clears throat> for a certain amount of time you're do you're in this phase and you're doing strength based training and then after you get to a certain point then you'd shift it up and you're going for endurance for muscular endurance for a little while. That's how I would think right off the top of my head that you would do it.
2: Yeah, that's that's a that's a pretty that's pretty normal way to see a train. Um, there's another way that you'll see it too, where uh, uh, like let's say you're doing a deadlift exercise right let's like if you're going for a deadlift day right and what you'll see is you'll see someone who does uh, you know they're going for a triple today because they're just doing some strength work so they're going for just like this nice heavy triple uh, so they load out their work they hit, they hit their triple And, uh, you know, they get to whatever their prescribed maximum is for the day. Uh, And something that you'll see in a couple of interesting programs where they'll be like, all right, cool, whatever your max was for that day, whatever number you hit, um, we're going to take 75% of it and we're going to hit it for three sets. That tops that first set is an AMRAP set uh, capped off at two minutes. And then... The next two sets are within your given rep range um, and those strongman sets what those are they like they call those strongman sets those amrap sets uh, so you've just blown out your CNS you're under fatigue and this is to kind of kind of help supplement you know maybe you're on your third or fourth event for the day and you're tired as shit uh, but it's time to work so you you know you grab that bar you get under the bar you do whatever it is and You know, this is set one of all your volume work. And your first set is ready, set, go. You have two minutes. Rep it out. Do as much as you can. Mm -hmm. Um, And so you just thrash yourself. So let's say you you deadlift or like, yeah, you went for a deadlift and you hit, you know. Let's say you get 450, 480 for a nice heavy, heavy triple. All right, cool. I want you to take 75% of 480 and this is going to be your volume work and your first set is going to be two minutes at maximum reps and your next two sets are going to be, you know, two, two by eight. Uh, and so it's building that, that mental fortitude after you've really crushed yourself uh, and then crushing yourself yet again, <laughs> <laughs> knowing that you're only one and a half lifts into your, hour and a half to
0: two hour workout for the day sounds mentally exhausting but you know get with them all
2: yeah no it's 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 pretty rough but it's a good way to do it because it's uh it teaches you how to you know put in the effort really early and then understanding that you still have a whole day ahead of you of work
0: okay
1: no. yeah okay so I, i'm sorry if i'm sitting more back in this episode, David. Like. I'm all about just letting you talk, dog, because this is – I don't know shit about dick when it comes to Strongman. I'm just like, Atlas Stones,
2: (laughs) Farmers Carry, good. (laughs) You know what? You you saying that actually just triggered something in my head. You're sitting there talking about, you know, where do we go for programming? Yo, man, um, if you can find yourself a gym – that has strongman equipment do not be afraid to walk into the gym and find the one guy who's touching those implements and say I want to learn because like I said there's no certification process there's no professional development for it Uh, all you can do is sit there and watch strongman events on you know the internet you know you'll hit elite FTS you'll hit you know never say gym and just kind of watch this stuff but like for me no one taught me how to do strongman i just started playing with this stuff i i mean i broke white fingers uh i got you know i threw my back out terribly because no one teaches you how to use these equipment you know who's going to be like yo man who do i go talk to to learn how to do a proper leg like log press oh fucking no <laughs> so uh it's either you put in you put in the time and the effort and more often than not the pain and injury to learn how to teach yourself or you go find somebody who knows and they can just kind of coach you through it because uh, it is I'll be the first person to say like it is one of the most uncomfortable sports uh, oh, yeah. I mean I, I I've gotten under some, some pretty heavy squats and I've gotten under some pretty heavy bench presses and I'm like thinking this is suicidal but uh, <laughs> Uh, for strongman, it's like, yeah, sure. I don't. I, I, I think. I think I can pick this car up. <laughs> 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 like that's how this the sport started with a bunch of drunk guys going like, I can.
0: I can pick this up. And his buddy's like, no, you can't. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> See, and, thinking thinking about it, um, have you guys ever done like the bench press with uh, with chains? Oh yes. yeah, Yeah. So. I, personally, I've done it maybe twice just to mess around, try something new. I've never really... I understand what it does. It helps build up the accessory muscles, maintain the core, kind of helps work the mu- shock the muscles in a different way. But Speed I've never... Uh, say again? Speed development. Mm-hmm. But I've never felt the need to put that in my plan or a plan of one of my clients. But for something like this, in which there very well could be moving parts to an extent while you're under heavy load, I would think that that'd be kind of a solid way to do that. Uh, bench under chains, uh, squat under chains, things along, things along uh, those lines. So
2: if you're... So I'm, I'm, this is my little personal opinion. Yeah. For what you just said, if you're training anybody who's prepping for powerlifting and you're not using bands or chains, you're selling them short. Yeah. Um, Bands and bands in particular chains are great because it's just raw weight right
0: mm-hmm. and you
2: have to worry about maintaining that stability because bands kind of shift or mm-hmm. uh, chains shift. change but shift but what you're talking about is accommodating resistance so you're talking you know whenever that bench is on my chest that's the lightest that bar is ever going to be and so i can rock it off of my chest and i need to think about maintaining that speed and drive through the lift as it's getting heavier and what you're teaching them is how to push through the sticking points and you're hammering the cns teaching it to like burn 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 go it's like giving nos to a car right like you saw in the movies um bands same thing but way more intense bands are the Mm -hmm. only training additive that you can use that are actively trying to pull you back down to the ground uh so like same like if you ever oh man go watch louis simmons talk about bands for for west side that dude is a freaking he's obsessed with them (laughs) rightfully so they're great uh for strongman i actually took a west side principle um band bench so you're talking about speed bench right you're Mm -hmm. you're lifting you know 40 maybe 50 percent of your max bench something you can rep out for days right and you throw bands on it and what you're trying to do is you're trying to build velocity so you bring it down onto your chest for the bench you pause and you drive up Mm-hmm. pause and drive up. I apply that to a log press mm-hmm. um, so I attached bands to a log uh, and you know it's on, it, when the log is on the ground or it's on its platform there's no tension in the bands. I pick the log up and I put it on my lap. there's no tension in the bands but whenever I go to clean it up my body I start I build that tension and then I've got to press on through it. So I've got to learn how to, especially if you're one of those people who likes to do like single movement presses is a guy named, uh, uh, Mateusz Kieliszkowski. Uh, if you ever go watch him, I'm pretty sure that's the name Mateusz Kieliszkowski. Uh, he's a Polish guy and he is one of the best overhead pressers next to Zydrunas Viskis. Um, he makes everything look light when he does log presses, he picks it up off the ground he laps it and then he clean impresses it in one single motion. Ooh. He's just a monster mm-hmm. because he has that power generation and a speed generation. And I kind of took, I watched him do it. I watched him do a lot of his movements. And then I took this West Side principle of applying bands to it. Uh, and I was training, you know, submaximal, uh, you know, submaximal weights, working on just that speed development. To the point where i was getting to some pretty decently heavy bands you know nothing crazy uh on weight is like 135 uh 155 pound log press but with like you know monster minis um which is you know at the top like an extra 85 pounds of weight per band um and so it just gets heavier as you're pushing Mm -hmm. and yeah, no, man, that it's it's a great thing to do um, because it definitely teaches you to just drive through the movement. Um, great, great, great for sticking points.
0: Okay. Hmm. Huge okay. fan. Love bands. Love hate bands. <laughs> <laughs> Love to hate them. What else do you have, uh, if anything, uh, like tips, tricks, plan as far as like how to train for this? Kind of um, stuff we've covered quite a bit. I'm not sure if there's. It, it's it's tough to do, especially like
2: let's say you got a home gym. There's really only so much you can do. Yeah, right. not much. You, you've got your your basic squat bench dead and stuff. Uh, get creative, man. Uh, especially if you go to like uh, like like a Globo style gym. If you can't find yourself in a power strongman gym, you just got to start getting creative. You know, loading up a trap bar and going for carries. Mm-hmm. Is the closest thing you can get to a frame carry, um,
0: you know? Uh... Two of the biggest exercises that I am so sad that we don't see as often anymore: farmers carries and oh. Turkish or no, not Turkish. I'm sorry. Uh, Rom? No, shit. Uh, tur- Turkish get-ups. Tur- sorry. Yeah, you, Turkish get-ups.
1: You, you have a big boner about Turkish get-ups, buddy.
0: Dude, have you ever done them? <laughs> no. They're fucking solid. dude. They're fantastic for the entire body. Or solid for shul- uh, shoulder strength. Try them for a day. So are deadlifts.
1: I'm not doing no dance
0: with a weight <laughs> man.
2: <Hey>, uh, <laughs> so, yeah, no, I'm a big fan. Of, like, if you, you want a big back, you want a big neck, you do carries. Mm-hmm. Carries are how you get a big back and a big neck. The shrugs are great, but carries are how you're really, really going to develop it. Uh, Turkish get ups, and if you've never heard of it, Czech get ups. Uh, they're a little bit different i know Mm -hmm. uh trust me whenever i was working with uh the physical therapist back in korea he introduced me to something called dynamic neuromuscular stabilization um which is essentially teaching your body how to rewire those 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 movement pathways uh to what you were hard-coded to know So think of it like infant developmental movement phases, right? You have a baby who's sitting on their back. And then how does the baby very first start moving their arms? And how do they first start moving their legs and doing the rotation? And then you put the baby on tummy time. And then how does the baby manage to start moving their legs in tummy time? And you start thinking about this process of from my back to my side to my back you know how do i roll over to a certain thing and then how do i stand up uh this dynamic neuromuscular stabilization process that you'll see developed through the check get up uh is as closely as they can get to mimicking this developmental movement pattern um in a way where you know i'm 34 years old i know how to move Except the fact that when I move, I crack and I pop and I crack and hurt all the time. <laughs> and then whenever I watch my, you know, five-year-old daughter who's just made a rubber and does whatever the hell she wants, you know, <laughs> they're thinking like, "Man, I wish I could be like that." <clears throat> uh, yeah, the Turkish get up and the Czech get up. Like those things are super underrated.
0: Oh my gosh, they're super underrated. Suck it, jig. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh no I, I love men uh, just for all those listening uh if you ever do uh, the check get up I would have to look up I've never heard of that before but uh, the Turkish get up and I'm assuming the same thing with check get up if you're gonna try them look up videos um that walk you step by step how to do it and for the love of God take it slow like honestly yeah. uh, for teaching balance um, when I learned it for the first time with a seminar, before they gave us weights, they gave us a cup of water filled to the brim. <laughs> filled to the thinking. brim. Yes. And that was our weight. And pretty much in order to, te- to teach us balance, we had to do like three full reps without spilling the water. Uh, and, and then we were awarded weights to use. And I, oh God, I, I failed miserably. And That's the, the way to do it. Oh, yeah. It completely is. Uh, start slow on the weights with those because just um, a couple of months ago I was doing one. Uh, about four or five reps in, I was doing really, really well, but then just, I don't know what happened, just kind of lost my balance on my way down, and weight fell across my body. Uh, thank God I was already on the ground, um, so nothing bad happened, Nothing, no one got hurt or anything like that, but uh, these things can happen if you're not prepared for them, or if you're not conditioned for them, I guess I should say. So, love God, take your time, practice, start with slow weights. But I'll have to check out the Czech getup. I've never done that before.
2: It, it's, it's a different one. I, I'd never heard of it until uh, uh, the physical therapist that I was working showed it to me. Uh, and when I watched it and I compared the two, they're very, very similar. But the Turkish getup is... So think of like the like the Turkish getup would be the expedited version of the Czech getup. That's the best way that I could think to say it. It's, it's the, you know... The, the five step process, whereas the check get up is like the 10 step process
0: because okay.
2: it's more focused on getting the movement pattern down to kind of teach your body how to move.
0: Okay. Interesting.
2: And then also to, to piggyback on what Danny just said, same thing for strongman. Oh my God. Go slow.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Figure your shit out. Cause man, I didn't know what I was doing. Uh, so I just tried to hit everything as hard as I could every time, uh, I've thrown my back out. I've strained hamstrings. I've, like I said, I've broken fingers, uh, like it's a brutal, brutal sport. And yeah, come competition day, you know, break bones, you drop, I've dropped a 250 pound log on my head Ah. Uh, and I have neck injuries from it.
0: Ooh, but it's one
2: of those things where like come competition day. Yeah, of course it's comp day, you know, good enough is good enough points is points. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, in training, Oh man, take your, take your time. Oh my gosh. Figure your shit out. Cause some of those, some of the, some of the things that I've done while training and just pushing through it, uh, I would have been
0: much better served to not do. Mm-hmm. One th- if if people take nothing else away from this episode, then I hope that they take away that like pushing yourself to failure is a good thing to do in training. It's a good way to—it's uh, a good way to train the body. It's a good way to push the body to exhaustion. That'll help rebuild the muscles stronger. But maxing out every single time. Like if my absolute max, one rep max for bench is 225, 325, whatever the hell. I'm not going to reveal my actual one rep max because... 135 solid. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Actually, I'm a big fan of uh, dumbbells. So my best I've ever gotten, I'm trying to make my way back up there, is 90 per hand. I got about four reps there. I was pretty pretty happy with that. Um, Anyways... But if say that's my max, my max one rep max, and doing that every single time, every time I work that muscle group, that's how you can hurt yourself. That, there's a reason why it's advised to do 70 to 80 percent of your one rep max while you're while you're training yourself. If you're just pushing yourself to max weight, max exhaust max weight, max exhaustion every single time, that's how accidents happen.
2: Yes, 100%. I'm a big fan of uh, uh, basing all of my percentages off of a training max.
0: Mm -hmm. Yep, that's a solid way. And just uh, out of curiosity, how often do you go back and test your one rep maxes? Um... Or do you just kind of do it once, take 70 to 80% of that and just gradually progress that?
2: it's just uh, so if i'm in so let's say i'm in an off season right like i'm 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 in an off season i don't particularly want to do any shows like i don't want to do any competitions except for maybe one or two and they're the competitions that i really enjoy so if i know my, I, if i know the general date of my competitions and i kind of know what's going on let's say i'm going to do one in the spring and i'll do uh one in the fall right um Let's flop that. One in the fall and one in the spring. So that's in the same year. Um, I would probably... uh, I'd probably hit my maxes maybe twice, maybe three times in the year. Um, Because hitting those big one rep maxes for like Squat bench, Dead... Uh, is not as detrimental for strongman as it is for power right because yeah i'm gonna hammer the shit out of my cns um but since i'm i don't have to worry about only doing squat bench dead for all of my lifts let's say i just crush those those big three well i call it the big four squat bench dead, overhead because overhead is strongman so let's say i crush my big four and all of a sudden you know I'm doing really solid. Uh, I'm, I'm happy with my numbers, but I just really take it out of myself. So my CNS is just in the ground. Okay, fine. I take two weeks instead of doing heavy ass weight. I drop all my weight down and I focus on on cardio endurance. Mm-hmm. So uh, with Strongman, you get that flexibility. You know, you're not as you're not so so focused as you are with power. So I'll hit my maxes. You know, probably three at most four times a year
0: mm-hmm.
2: um, yeah and it's just uh, i I try to I try to give myself at least 12 weeks between like before competition if I'm gonna do something like that
0: okay.
2: uh, that way I can have a nice solid workup um, now once I get into my peak training for competition then yeah I'm gonna be hanging out around 85 90% the whole entire time. Uh, but I'll go to the gym and I'll hit stones, you know, for like 45 minutes, and that could literally be my entire day of work. But stones is a pretty brutal exercise if you've never done it.
0: It's like a whole body exercise. Uh, so I, I'm assuming you, I think you briefly mentioned it. So you generally compete about twice a year, roughly? Um, that's what i have that's what i've been doing
2: uh that's just because the way that my job works being in the military uh makes it pretty difficult especially with our like the, the operation tempo that we have uh it makes it difficult to compete because especially strongman competitions there isn't really a season for strongman there's no off season there's no on season um uh they just you've got a couple of shows where you know that they're going to be you you going to have a show in the spring you're going to have a competition in the summer you're going to have a competition in the winter and you're going to have a competition in this sp- in the fall you're guaranteed to have at least one competition in the season per per like actual season uh but there's never really outside of the really really big ones um Like set dates every year like the Arnold. You can sit there and say the Arnold every year is this time. Uh, I can tell you that the the charity show that I'm going to be doing this year is almost always in the first two weeks of December. But that's as good as I can give you. Um, There's always a competition that I really like to go to in March. But uh, outside of those, those, those ones that have been established, um, there are t- you'll get a notification on your phone. Man, you go go to Iron Podium, which is generally where a lot of strongman competitions are posted. They'll be like, "Hey, strongman competition, eight weeks out. Here's it. Just it just hit the boards." So it's hard to say. Okay. <laughs> but yes. Yeah, so excuse me. No, it's good. been about two a year for me
0: over the last couple of years. Okay. Uh, uh, what else do we want to hit let me see we've been cruising pretty well through this uh, uh, yeah. I will
2: say one no. thing that
0: it just clicked in my head sorry, <laughs> sorry.
2: breathing embracing oh my god <laughs> in the way of training uh, I know you said if there's anything that you could learn to take away from this it's taking your time uh, but learning how to properly breathe and brace learning how to be uncomfortable and breathe with you know 400 pounds in your hands while walking <laughs> it's mm-hmm. a big deal uh, yeah uh, learning how to breathe and breathe. man. if you don't know how to do it get with somebody who does and have them run you through like a step by step seminar style most important thing ever otherwise you're going to pass out and you're going to drop a 250 pound log on top of your head there you go <laughs>
0: All right. Um, let me see. Are there any other punch points or categories related to strongmen that we miss? Uh, can, about. Well,
1: what about
2: what about eating? Eating?
0: Yeah, I think strongmen uh, eat too.
2: Yeah, strongmen. Like we eat. We eat a lot. Uh, Screw it's you guys, funny that was because funny. every everybody jokes like strongmen are just the big fat guys who are all just like, you know, we're we're big, we're fat, we're strong. We don't run. Um, not true. Uh, we are big. We are fat. We are strong. And sometimes we run. <laughs> uh, but like food is a big deal. It's just like any other strength sport. Uh, I think Stan Efforting states it really, really well. Um, Stan, don't quote me on this. All right. I'm not quoting you. I'm just mm. paraphrasing you. Uh, <laughs> uh, you're, you're fueling your body for your sport, right? You're You can eat for enjoyment and then you can eat for the sake of training. Uh, I think it's important to find a happy middle ground. Um but definitely uh like that like the age of big fat super bloated pudgy strongmen uh isn't like it it was never really a thing and it can't be a thing. Uh so you you saw it a little bit back in the day but uh Like if you look at the roots of strongman the roots of strongman was like taking the you know the nfl combine um and then turning it to 11 and you know seeing what kind of dumb shit you could do (laughs) and a lot of that stuff like you can't do it whenever you're super overweight you just can't you can't hang Uh, that's what made marius pujanowski so good he was short he was six foot three and he weighed 300 pounds he was tiny compared to some of those guys but what made him so good is yes he was strong maybe not as strong as the other guys but he was explosive and he had the endurance um so like if you want to talk about food if you had to sit there and figure out how do i want to eat uh go talk to like 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 offensive line guys, defensive line guys, uh, you know, who? I'm not very good at football, but in what positions do what, or I'm going to say something stupid. But look at the guys in football, like the guys who are rugby. Fuck that. Mm-hmm. Go talk to rugby guys. <laughs> They're <laughs> monstrous people. They're all extremely huge, but they can all run, you know, yeah, those boys can super, move. like yeah. super quick because they have to. Uh, you don't have to be the fastest man in the world to be in strong man. You just want to be faster than everybody else and be at least as strong as everybody else. Uh, I mean, rugby guys kind of got that shit down pat so uh, look at the way that they eat. look at look at the nutrition programs for like the like you can go find the all blacks. you can go find their their nutrition programs, their running programs, their lifting programs. Uh, and I, I'll be the first person to say I've done the New Zealand All Blacks. Uh, program for a little while and it helped it was great uh it sucked it was the least fun thing that i've ever done (laughs) but but all the best programs uh, are yeah it it helped um it gave me the understanding and it gave me the flexibility to you know on those days whenever i don't feel like lifting or the days where it's just like i don't feel like running how can i finagle my lift finagle my work because yeah i love lifting i love it it's the most it's it's how i it saved my life kept me from killing myself um it's one of those things where it's like uh just because i have this relationship with lifting and i absolutely love it i'm still not gonna let it dominate my entire life Mm -hmm. like if there's a day where i'm gonna miss a lift it's not the end of the world but on that day i carved out an hour and a half of gym time well, then I'm going to find an hour and a half to do some form of functional movement, whether that's walking, running, you know. And those programs, they teach you how to do that stuff. It's super important. Mm -hmm. Uh, One of those things that's underrated for Strongman. Everybody thinks Strongman is just being brutally strong and nothing but brutally strong. No, it's brutally strong and then.
0: Okay. There Mm -hmm. go. (laughs) How... um... In, in your experience, yourself, people you know, what have you, how often do uh, people in Strongman jump between sports? Like, I would think off the top of my head, I wouldn't really associate Strongman competitors with bodybuilders necessarily, but I could definitely see them jumping to and from um, powerlifting and possibly even CrossFit.
2: Uh, not so much CrossFit okay uh mainly just because the cardio endurance gap there. between strongman and cardio and, and crossfit mm-hmm. is you know pretty like significant a mile apart. yeah yeah the most consistent jump that you see is
0: strongman and highland the highland games yeah we talked about that a little bit in the uh, uh, power lifting episode those are yeah pretty intense from what i understand
2: yeah, you're gonna see the biggest cross between strongman and Highland. Um, uh, both they both have very similar roots, you know, uh, using implements from everyday life and then making a sport out of it. And then you also, and also you have these things called the Highlander games. Uh, Norse fitness is really popular for making them big, uh, but a Highlander game is essentially a hybrid style competition where you take highland and strongman events and you put them into a single competition
0: oh okay so it's not the highland games this is the highlander games yeah highlander games okay oh, um, never heard highland one.
2: games are almost exclusively throwing so you've got you know weight over bar uh weight for distance the sheaf toss the caber toss uh maybe you'll have some denny stuff like with stones um and you might have a stone carry for the Highland games, but Highlands are almost, almost always throwing. Oh, and the hammer toss. Uh, and then like when you start getting to the Highlander games where you start blending those, uh, the Highland and the strongman games, uh, it's, you're going to carry, you know, maybe two events of Highland throwing two events of strongman static movements. And then you're going to have one event where it's kind of like that hybrid, uh, maybe like a really heavy carry or like a pull push. Um, think about like festival games because that's the way the Highland games really work. Highlands were, were they're festival games. Uh, and then the Highlander games, you just start adding heavier weight into it. So it, there's so much fun. Oh my gosh, there's so much fun. See? <laughs>
0: All right. And, um, and not to okay. mention...
2: Strongman, strongman Lifts, Strongman Competitions, Highland Competitions, Highlander Competitions, those three uh, um, like I said they, they promote this real big group feeling because they're, they're, they're those, those festival games uh, you're talking about food well it's not outside the norm for there to be like a food break and that food break is like tacos and beer <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, it's all about having fun yeah. Unless you're at the top of your game and then you're just trying to win. <laughs> <laughs>
0: right. Well, alright. Um let me see. Do we have anything else we wanna hit up here? Or do you think we've about wrapped it up? I think
1: up? I think we picked the perfect man who just killed it. We yep, left that. simple simple questions. And he's like, Behold my vast knowledge, you yeah, hon- <laughs> Honestly, man,
0: we I can't tell you how much we appreciate uh you and your expertise in this because there has never before been an episode where both Jake and I were complete pretty much completely in the dark about a topic. Like this is and, by this is by far the the top as far as that goes.
1: And we didn't really have to lead you too hard in a no, direction. No, no. Which no. is well. <laughs>
0: probably this is
1: this is the easiest and best interview I've ever done.
2: So uh, <laughs> Well, I appreciate y'all for letting me on. Uh, yeah, no worries. I, said, I plan on doing a competition in December. I know it's a ways out since it's March, but I'll definitely give Jake that information. They usually stream it. Um, oh, hell yeah, I'd watch that. It's done in a brewery. Uh, it's
0: done in a brewery?
2: Yeah. So That's, like, the, the, that's the, my kind of competition. The, the competitors get free beer. <laughs>
0: <laughs> see, I personally, I never really understood that Like, I get it, athletes like to drink But, like, anytime I've done Let me see, I like to Jake's probably sick of hearing this I like to equate these things to Spartan races Because it's really the only kind of competitions that I do I've done, in the last year I did four of them And I never used a single beer ticket Because after I just beat the shit out of myself The last thing I want to do is put alcohol in my body Like, it, there, nothing sounds appealing about that to me oh yeah uh the
2: upside for these competitions is like you have enough time between events and you are beating the shit out of your body but it's like a long haul kind of beat the shit out of yourself where like you know imagine you're like doing yard work all day and then you're done and you're just in there going like yo man i just need a beer and a sandwich Mm uh like that's how you feel that that's how i've always felt after a strongman competition uh yeah i've still got a lot of energy like you're talking you know 12 hour days of just lifting non-stop um but even whenever i finish these competitions i still have a decent amount of energy because you know like my mom comes out and people come out and they watch me and they support me and then next thing you know so people are like hey we're gonna go get dinner because you did so good like this mm-hmm. and it's it's more so you just you're you're riding that high of uh it being such a community driven sport and people wanting to just be friendly uh i'll even go like there there are times whenever uh me and my buddy john we were in the same weight class we were competing together we drove up together like we're, we're best friends uh and so you're just like that type of stuff and then when you're done with it you're like all right it's time to go eat Mm-hmm. Because if I don't eat, and if I don't just enjoy myself, when I wake up tomorrow, and I feel the truck that hit me. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. Because, well, plus, yeah. it's it's largely anaerobic movements, so super short spurts, nothing's going to pass three minutes worth of... Li- so yeah, even though you're pushing yourself, it, it's going to gas you, but at the same time, it's probably yeah. not going to unless you completely mess up, it's not going to yeah. take you out of commission for the next two or three hours.
2: True. Yeah. And then like your body's in a position whenever you're done with the comps that it's like, it wants food. Like, oh yeah. It's it. And it's not the kind of thing whenever I just got done running 12 miles and the thought of food makes me want to vomit because my stomach's just so jacked up. Mm-hmm. Uh, whenever I finish a competition, all I can think about is like, yo dog, let's go crush some pizza. Yep. <laughs> um, so yeah, the yeah. food's a big deal. Uh, it's always a fun time. It's always a fun time.
0: I'll definitely have to yeah send uh, send us the info next time you compete. I'd definitely if they stream that I'd watch that. I'd be curious to see.
2: They usually do. They usually do. I'll will uh I'll let y'all know because I'm gonna do like I said I'm gonna do a power competition in October. Uh just because I said I was gonna do it and I and I and I'm gonna do it and then twenty twenty then the December competition then in twenty twenty three I'm just gonna jump headfirst back into strongman. Hopefully my knee will be uh, better. If not, then I guess I'm just going to become a, I don't know, maybe I'll get sponsored by tape. (laughs) (laughs) Knee knee tape. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, man, I really appreciate that. You don't don't have a specific brand of chalk
1: or uh,
2: (laughs) ammonia to. (laughs) Actually, I'm a big fan of skull smash ammonia. That's really, really good stuff. Uh, as for chalk, uh, whatever works. Um, Crayola. Spider Tacky is really good. I liked the Crayola one. My daughters use the shit out of that. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, Spider Tacky is a really good one. Uh, skull Smash Ammonia. Mainly because, have you ever heard, it had like ammonia have flavors? <laughs> no. What? Not, not like scents, rather. I, I call scents flavors, and I get I people looking at me all the time. But uh, like... Yeah, no, multiple scents. Uh, Very, very different scents. Um, Some of them hit harder than others. Uh, But yeah, Skull Smash Ammonia, Spider Tacky, uh, and whatever chalk or medical tape I have available at the time. (laughs) Uh,
0: right. well, I think that about closes this out. So, without further ado let's uh, excuse me let's uh, do the outro well hey thank you so much for tuning in with us tonight Um, if you would like to reach out to any of us on our social media or what have you uh, definitely check out uh, the For the Love of Fit social media uh, that's on Instagram at For Love of Fit or if you have any questions, comments, concerns, or complaints you can reach out to us at the number Fit at gmail.com if you're looking to reach out to me directly Then you can do that by uh, going to Instagram um, and searching for Blake's Health and Fitness. Or you can send me an email at blakeshealthandfitness at gmail.com. To reach out to Jake, you can uh, search for him on Instagram at hakejoward. And he currently is taking clients. Um, And thank you very much to our special guest today, David Kennedy. And you can find him on Instagram at Dungeons and Dumbbells. Thank you so much for tuning in tonight. Please forward this podcast to your friends, family, heck, even people you don't like. We don't mind. This is the latest installment of our lifting series all about strongman. I hope you're enjoying it so far. Everyone have a fantastic day. And until next time, stay fit.